2: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And I've said before, if I was a superhero, uh, you'd call me Metaphor Man. Uh, My wife teases me because I can beat a metaphor to death and... uh, You know, the old saying, you beat a dead horse. Why are you still beating it? It's dead already. I know, don't send me letters. I know, I would never beat a horse. I got it, I got it, I got it. But yesterday, on yesterday's show, we talked about the buffalo and the bison. And I wanted to kind of pick up on where I left off yesterday. And this is from an article, uh, December 11, 2018, by Aaron Barrett. It's called, Embrace Your Inner Bison and Run Toward the Storm. There are a few symbols that represent our past in the American West quite like the American bison, better known as the buffalo. The official mammal of the United States is often used throughout North America in official seals, flags, and logos. In the Native American community, the bison is revered, especially among the Plains Indians who consider it a sacred animal, a religious symbol. As a history major in college and someone with a specific interest in the historical West, I've long been fascinated by, by the buffalo. One of the best books I've read in years is the American Buffalo, In Search of the Lost Icon by Steve Rinella. The well-known podcast host and star of Meat Eater on Netflix authored a compelling and comprehensive history of the animal and the incredible impact it has had on our nation's history. One of the most fascinating characteristics of the bison is how they react when a storm is coming. While cows, their closest relatives, huddle together, the bison takes the storm head on traveling directly into its path. The symbolism of the majestic bison heading directly into the storm is very fitting and an interesting reminder of how to confront life's obstacles. We all know that the worst thing we can do when confronted with a major challenge in life is to run from it. Don't run. Don't avoid it. Don't hope it goes away. Take it head on. He goes on to say, but as Americans, we often don't do that. We tend to procrastinate. And the fear of the big upcoming task gets bigger and more daunting in our heads. To use an old idiom that's been around since millions of bison were roaming the Great Plains, we like to make mountains out of molehills. We essentially procrastinate our challenge into something much bigger than it needs to be. But that's not what the bison does. Rather than the waiting out the storm or running away from the storm, the bison charges into the storm taking it head on and running right through it this has the effect of reducing the amount of exposure to the storm and ladies and gentlemen i just want to hit that word you know bison they don't run they don't avoid it they run to it and ladies and gentlemen to me that's a metaphor you know what that is today we call that a hero you know you look at the first responders firemen uh, law enforcement officers You look at September 11, 2001, when everybody else was running from the World Trade Centers. You saw a group of men and women running toward what everybody else was running away from. And that's the key. That's what we're lacking today. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, today we live in a world, we live in America, that is telling us to to not talk about politics, to not talk about this, to not talk about that. But that's not what bison do. And that's not what heroes do. And so today, we're going to talk about the bison. But we're really going to talk about heroes. And it kind of reminds me of a story.
3: And now, story time with Mr. Black.
2: When the Lord was creating peace officers, he was into a sixth day of overtime. When an angel appeared and said, you're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one. And the Lord said, have you read the specs on this order? A peace officer has to be able to run five miles through the alleys in the dark, scale walls, enter homes the health inspector wouldn't even touch, and not wrinkle his uniform. He has to be able to sit in an undercover car all day on a stakeout, cover a homicide scene that night, canvas the neighborhood for witnesses, and testify in court the next day. He has to be in top physical condition at all times, running on black coffee and half-eaten meals. And he has to have six pair of hands. The angel shook her head slowly and said, six pair of hands? No way. It's not the hands that are causing me problems, said the Lord. It's the three pairs of eyes an officer has to have. That's on the standard model, asked the angel. The Lord nodded. One pair that sees through a bulge in a pocket before he asks, May I see what's in there, sir? When he already knows and wishes he'd taken that accounting job. Another pair of eyes here in the side of his head for his partner's safety. And yet another pair of eyes here in front that can look reassuring at a bleeding victim and say, You'll be all right, ma'am when he knows it isn't so. Lord, said the angel touching his sleeve, rest and work on this tomorrow. I can't, said the Lord. I already have a model that can talk, a 250 pound drunk into a patrol car without instant, and feed a family of five on a civil service paycheck. The angel circled the model, the peace officer very slowly, "'Can it think?' she asked. "'You bet,' said the Lord. "'It can tell you the elements of a hundred crimes. "'Recite Miranda warnings in its sleep. "'Detain, investigate, search, and arrest a gang member on the street "'in less time than it takes five learned judges "'to debate the legality of the stop. "'And still, it keeps its sense of humor.'" The officer also has phenomenal personal control. He can deal with crime scenes painted in hell, coax a confession from a child abuser, comfort a murder victim's family, and then read in the daily paper how law enforcement isn't sensitive to the rights of criminal suspects. Finally, the angel bent over and ran her fingers across the cheek of the peace officer. There's a leak she pronounced. I told you that you were trying to put too much into this model. That's not a leak, said the Lord. It's a tear. What's the tear for? asked the angel. It's for bottled up emotions, for fallen comrades, for a commitment to that funny piece of cloth called the American flag, for justice. You're a genius, said the angel. The Lord looked somber. I didn't put it in there, he said. You know, ladies and gentlemen, police officers are human beings. And as I read my good book, Romans 3.23 tells me that all fall short of the glory of God. See, police officers, law enforcement officers, LEOs, they are human beings who put on a uniform to protect and to serve with much sacrifice, and today, with much chagrin. And so I challenge you, the next time you see an LEO, think that they are someone's friend. They are someone's parent or child, maybe sibling or uncle, friend of the family, customer, see beyond the uniform, beyond the skin, beyond the intonation of color that permeates from that skin, beyond their eye color, beyond the style of their hair, they are a living, breathing human being who is just like you. They have dreams and desires just like you. They want to love and be loved just like you. They have fear, doubt, anxiety, just like you. They have trauma and drama, just like you. They want to provide for their family, give a sense of security for those family members, and to know that they matter, just like you.
4: salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park we're where you are listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app
1: the Freedom 1570 fan club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year hi this is Tom Matini from New American Funding and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest if you win we'll pay your mortgage or rent all of next year That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day now through December 20th at freedom1570.com. The Christmas mortgage miracle from the Freedom 1570 Fan Club and New American Funding.
4: You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
3: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
1: For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management. So I've been to a lot of leadership training, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program, I went back later on as a facilitator. So.
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today, the topic of today's show is give me a home where the buffalo roam. Right? Remember that song? I was going to play you a clip on it, but everybody's copyrighted everything. And nowadays, nothing can be played without this and that. So it's kind of silly. But if you don't know the song I'm talking about, it's a famous song called Home on the Range. And it starts off, oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam, where the deer and the antelope play, right? Where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. And to me, that's when I think about the buffalo. I think about American past. I think about the uh, spiritual uh, Native Americans, very spiritual, all uh, really wrapped up in the the great white spirit. Uh, I wonder if today they still call it the great white spirit, if that's wrong nowadays. That's interesting, those things like that. But, you know, I think about her heroes. You know, you think about the Native Americans who were basically being driven from their land and some that took a stand, and I'd call them a hero. You you, you take a look at the, the Western travelers who were uh, basically settling the West and, uh, again, doing what they believed to be right and under attack from the Native Americans, and, and think of many of them as heroes. Now, on both sides, you could say there were savages. On both sides, you can say there were people that did things they weren't supposed to say. I, I'd give you that. Or do things they weren't supposed to do. But what's lacking today is those heroes. And, you know, I talked about first responders as heroes. Uh, and I got this poem. It's authors unknown, but it's called Tears of a Cop. I have been where you fear to be. I have seen what you fear to see. I have done what you fear to do. All these things I've done for you. I'm the one you lean upon. The one you cast your scorn upon. The one you bring your troubles to. All these people, I've been to you. The one you ask to stand apart. The one you feel should have no heart. The one you call the officer in blue. But I am human, just like you. And through the years I've come to see that I am not what you ask of me. So take this badge and take this gun. Will you take it? Will anyone? And when you watch a person die and hear a battered baby cry, then so you think that you can be all those things you ask of me. And, you know, when we think of the buffalo and I think of the spirit of the buffalo, you know, a a creature that runs to things, runs to the storm instead of running away from the storm, it's contraintuitive between uh, what the human condition is. But I want you to think about what a hero is. A hero is a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements or noble qualities, right? A hero by definition is a mythological or legendary figure often of divine descent endowed with great strength or ability. A real person or a main fictional character who in the face of danger combats adversity through feats of ingenuity, courage, and strength. And today, I really want to kind of lean away from the physical act of bravery and courage. You know, it it does take a lot to push through fear. It does take a lot to run into a building while other people are running out. It took a lot of courage uh, for those men and women on September 11th who ran into those buildings as they were getting ready to collapse to save all the lives they could. Amen. And please don't hear me downplaying it. that. But what I want to talk about today is a different type of courage. Courage, the ability to say and do what you know you're supposed to, even when people tell you not to. I think of Dr. Martin Luther King and the courage that he showed. Dr. King never marched at night. Dr. King loved Jesus Christ more than he loved people of color, and he loved people of color. But he loved Jesus more, and that's why he was able to do what he did. While they were being beaten upon, while they were being treated unjustly, while they were being water-hosed, they would sing Negro spirituals. They had peace in the face of violence. They had peace in the face of animosity and bitterness. You know, one thing you learn about courage is you need to have something present for courage. And in my classes and my speeches, a lot of times I'll, I'll pose the question. I'll say, okay, what does one need to have courage? And they get all these answers. They need commitment. They need passion. They need dedication. They need bravery. You know, all these great words. And I'm not downplaying any of those words. And I could agree with most of those words. But in that instance, when I'm asking that question, I'm actually looking for a specific word. And you know what that word is? Fear. Fear. See, if you look at words, and I'm an etymologist by trade, courage, by definition, requires the presence of fear. And see, remember, we live in three zones. We live in the comfort zone. Uh, that's where things go to die. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our relationship with God dies in our comfort zone. Remember, we in, in the book of Revelation, when Jesus is talking to the church of Ephesus, he says, you've forgotten your first love. That's the one thing I have against you. You've forgotten your first love. In other words, you become too comfortable with God. And there's not the awe. There's not the reverence. There's not the beginning of wisdom, which is the fear of the Lord. You become too comfortable. And let's be honest, isn't that where our, our, our marriages go to die as well? They go into our comfort zone. And so the comfort zone is a casket. It's a rut. And one of the keys to life is keep pushing our comfort zone because God doesn't want us to be comfortable. There are way too many people comfortably going to hell. There are way too many people comfortably going to divorce court. There are way too many people comfortably going through addiction, comfortably going through malaise, comfortably going through the destruction of America. But we're all supposed to just stay home, smoke a little pot, cash the checks that get mailed to us, and just be comfortable while all hell is breaking loose around us. And so I want you to understand that it doesn't take courage to stay in your comfort zone. It takes courage to get out of your comfort zone. Let me give you an example. Let's say, uh, let's say I went to a uh, Starbucks and John uh, was running late today, his car broke down and so I figured John didn't get his coffee. So uh, I stopped at Starbucks I figured, you know what, I'm going to give John, get John a drink. And so I come back to studio and there's John and say, hey John, I got a caramel macchiato for you. Now, John could say a lot of things, he could say thank you, he could say what, do I look like a sissy lala, do you think I drink caramel macchiato, I like my, you know, <laughs> he could say a lot of things, right? Yeah. But he, he probably wouldn't say, wow, Black, no, that, that was very courageous of you. Now, let me give you the same scenario, but let me give you a different preface. About a year ago, I was driving home. I had been on the road for a month. Um, it was late. I was in Missouri somewhere. It was like 3 or 4 in the morning, and I had to get home. I had to leave in a couple of days. I needed some rest. And so I'm going you know, 80, 90, 100 miles an hour when allowable and I wind up behind this really slow car and I'm like it's going like not even the speed limit out in the middle of nowhere and it's hindering me and there's turns and all that and the, the line is solid so it won't let me pass and I mean by the minute I'm just pounding on the thing I'm just getting angry and anger and anger and so even though I wasn't allowed to pass I saw it look like kind of a straightaway even though I couldn't see in front of me a lot and so I pulled out in the passenger and I floored it and as I turned the corner there's these huge headlights and this semi truck right in front of me. Slams into me, knocks me on the side of the road. I'm stuck. I pass out. I wake up an hour later and there's people around me and they had to flight for life me and the kids out of there. It was so bad. I mean, I didn't know if the kids were gonna make it. The kids were in the hospital for six months and I was in there for a couple months. I finally got out and since that time I've been afraid to drive. Just the sound of the car starting. Just sound of a, a screech or a, a, a door slamming would freak me out. And so I haven't been able to get behind the wheel of a car. And this morning, I decided. It, it's time for me to get behind the wheel again. And by the way, John, I went to Starbucks. I know you're running late. I got you a caramel macchiato. You know... John might say a lot of things if he knew all that information, but probably one of the things he would tell me uh, was he would acknowledge my bravery. He would acknowledge my courage. Now, please hear, I made that whole story up. Please don't send me emails. Uh, uh, you can still pray for me. Still pray for my kids. would <laughs> say that, but I've told the story before. But I made the story up. It's not true. I just wanted to set a foundation that if that was the scenario. And now an activity of me going to Starbucks to get coffee, which the first time was no big deal. There's no courage there at all. The only courage it took was, would you spend that kind of money for a coffee? Come on, people. Right? Outside of that, there's no courage. But the reason the second scenario provided courage because I had to move into that zone called fear. And today, really what I want to talk about is not physical courage. But I want to talk about the ability to stand up. We live in America that's telling you to sit down and shut up if you're not a sheeple. Uh, If you don't do the group think, you're told to shut up, to be quiet, not to do this to roll up your arm and get a jab and then get another jab and then four months from now get another jab and then six months after that get another jab and you know I'm stunned that so many people will not eat something genetically modified and yet they have no problem getting a jab in their arm that's still not fully tested that genetically modifies them and yet if you say that you can't say it on YouTube you can't say it on Facebook because they'll ban you because they'll kick you off because they'll call you a nut job And what we need to return back to is America where the buffalo roam, a land of the free, the home of the brave. Where not only do we have buffalo roaming, but we have heroes roaming. Heroes, people who are ready to confront the fear of society and do the right thing anyways. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Give Me a Home where the buffalo roam. We'll be back.
1: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
5: Maybe this is you, too. A lot of people do not like their health plan right now, and they're worried they're stuck with it, one that costs too much or doesn't meet their needs or for whatever reason, they're just not happy with it. If that is you, some great news. There really is another choice. It's called MetaShare, and it's such a great option, especially if you're self-employed, changing jobs, or part of the gig economy. Here's what you get when you switch to MetaShare. First, huge savings. The typical family saves $500 a month. You also get a massive doctor network, or you can just use the doctor of your choice, or MediShare's free 24-7 telehealth option. And you get to be part of something you can believe in. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, No wonder MediShare gets double the customer satisfaction ratings compared with typical health insurance. So no, you're not stuck. You've got a great alternative. Call now. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE.
3: 844-57-BIBLE.
2: Nonviolence is the answer to the crucial political and moral questions of our time. The need for man to overcome oppression and violence without resorting to violence and oppression. I believe that even amid today's mortar bursts and whining bullets, there is still hope for a brighter tomorrow. I still believe that one day... Mankind will bow before the altars of God and be crowned triumphant over war reward in bloodshed. And every man shall sit under his own vine and fig tree, and none shall be afraid. Amen. I am black, and that was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Man, I tell you what, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s true name is Michael King
0: Jr?
2: <gasps> yeah, see, his dad was a Baptist minister, a Republican. Uh, as a matter of fact, Martin Luther King Jr. was a conservative. Uh, it's just the factual data. They neither one of them were Democrats, it's just the factual data. Uh, and what happened was Dr. King's dad, Michael King Sr, went to Germany and he wanted to study the Reformation, how Martin Luther took on the most powerful entity in the world, the Catholic Church. I mean, they were slaughtering people. It's called the Dark Days. Because the Catholic Church held the truth. They held the Bible. You weren't allowed to read the Bible. The the, the, the priest would tell you what it said. And depending on how much money you gave them and uh, and how much you took care of them, uh, they would tell you how well you are with God based on those couple things. And so Martin Luther King, uh, I'm sorry, Martin Luther took on the Catholic Church as he got a copy of the the word he realized Galatians was the Magna Carta of the New Testament. It was free at last, free at last. Uh, The Book of Romans, when he read that, it it was just stunning that what he was brought up, what he was trained uh, as he went through his Catholic training, when he actually got the Word of God in his hands, he saw they'd been lied to. They'd been misled. And not only did Martin Luther uh, challenge uh, the lies of the Catholic Church, but he also started printing the Word of God. He started putting it in people's language and wanted to get it in people's hands because the truth will set you free. You just got to know the truth. And today I want to talk about some truth. And that truth is uh, that we are being silenced. That truth is that we're told to sit down and shut up if you don't think like the masses, if you don't have groupthink, if you don't uh, think like a sheeple, uh, if you have the audacity... To think differently I mean today you have social media that's state-run media I mean I I never thought we live in a country where America would be censoring and now I mean you got these uh, the independent fact checkers on social media they're not independent they're Democratic Party operatives I mean I have never seen a (laughs) president so coddled I mean, social media is telling you all the things. Oh, it's not Joe Biden's fault prices go up. Oh, it's not Joe Biden's fault. The fact checkers want to freeze everything because nothing's Joe Biden's fault. Nothing. But isn't it amazing? The last president who occupied, everything was his fault. So well, I'm not know. talking about Republican or Democrat. I'm not talking about you know, conservative or liberal or progressive. I'm not even talking about democracy or communism. I'm talking about common sense. You know, let me just show you just some articles in today's paper, okay? Uh, Texas-based Southwest and American Airlines to abide by Biden vaccine mandates despite collecting ban from governor. So a conflicting ban from governor. So governor in Texas here says, hey, listen, I'm passing an executive order that in the state of Texas, companies based here do not have to abide by any vaccine mandate.
1: Not going to do it. But
2: yet, yeah, but yet both of these companies – Uh, because they're part of the world system, are going to force people to get a shot. That doesn't help. And by the way, why does it matter? Because here's this data out. So this was yesterday, uh, October 12th. Horowitz uh, is from the Daily Caller, or from the Blaze, from the Blaze. Says the data's in, and we are now worse off than before the experimental shots. Do you understand That more people have died from COVID, supposedly. I mean, this is the the numbers the government's keeping. Under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. Look it up. What? You know, Donald Trump, remember, March of 19, we got it. So March of 19 uh, until, what, when did Joe Biden get sworn in? January of 21. So we're talking a year and a half. And how long has Joe Biden been in office? Nine months. So please hear this and read it. Look it up. More people have died from COVID under Joe Biden than under Donald Trump. Why does that matter? Because when Donald Trump, he rushed to get the vaccine, there was no vaccine for the majority of that time from Donald Trump. All the time frame with Joe Biden, we've had the vaccine. And by the way, you find out the breakthrough cases are not from the unvaccinated. They're from the vaccinated. If you know anything about a virus, you know, that's what you're told to shut up. We're told that lie. You know what they consider unvaccinated? They consider someone who's got both shots within two weeks unvaccinated. They consider someone who hasn't had the booster shot, if it's available, unvaccinated. So when they talk about unvaccinated people, they're talking about people that actually got the vaccine, but it's within two weeks. And so now they die, or now they get sick, and they're classified as someone who died or got sick unvaccinated. Now, here's the problem they're finding out four to six months that the the basically the the vaccine whatever effects it has wears off that's why you gotta get all these boosters so it wears off and because now your body's fighting that virus that virus's number one job is survival so that virus is going to mutate so it can live and so since that that that's chain that it's working on that one specific spike protein it alters all it's got to do is alter one of its mechanisms to alter its appearance And so it can can survive. It can mutate. It can manipulate. And so you need to understand what's going on. In Israel, they're thinking about banning vaccinated people. Because after six to ten months of getting the vaccine, it's like you never got it. But here's the problem. Your mRNA has been in you. So your RNA has been modified. You are now a genetically modified organism. You are now a GMO. You are not fully human. You've now been altered. Technically, technically by America's standards, you can now be patented. You can be patented because you're no longer a fully human being. You've been altered. Think about that. But no one's talking about this stuff. So look at this. Suicides in the U.S. Army, active duty forces jumped 46% this year. So in last year they were one of the highest. But no one's talking about it. Why? Because people are being threatened with a dishonorable discharge if they don't get an experimental shot in their arm. Think about that. It's stunning. How about this? Katie Couric admitted that she, quote, protected Ruth Bader Ginsburg by editing out disparaging remarks on anthem dealers. Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, called Colin Kaepernick uh, basically an idiot. He said those people that are kneeling, she said those people that are kneeling for the national anthem is rude, disrespectful, they don't appreciate the great country. But Katie Couric was afraid that if people heard that, they wouldn't like. They wouldn't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg anymore. So here's the media taking out things that afraid that if people heard what she really believed, you wouldn't like her. Isn't that amazing? I, I, I want to see all the interviews that Katie Couric did with Donald Trump. And all the stuff that she left out so that people wouldn't dislike Donald Trump. I I wonder how long that clip of information would last. Uh, Maybe zero seconds, maybe. How about this one? Babbitt shooting. Internal police docs reveal that there was no good reason for shooting. Here's an unarmed woman who was shot by a police officer. She had no weapon, nothing. And we keep hearing about this insurrection January 6th. They're told that, I believe the FBI was part of it. I believe Antifa did it. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi didn't want security. They turned down National Guard requests. This was all set up so that you would hate Donald Trump and call it insurrection. You know, there was one person that died January 6th. One person who was killed January 6th, I should say. And that was Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed woman. Could you imagine, look at Black Lives Matter for the last year and a half. All the cities they burned, all the people that died because people who were criminals, people who were attempting to kill a cop, people who took a cop's taser or gun, people went for a knife over there on rape charges. They were shot because they wouldn't listen to police officers. And cities burned. And people got $50 million. And now here's an unarmed woman who was killed by a liberal cop. And could you imagine if that was a a black person who was killed by a white person? Could you imagine if that was a BLM rally? Uh, could you imagine the outcry? Isn't that stunning? How about this one? How about this one? Turley, there are now serious questions about a Biden, Biden family influence peddling operation. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, they share bank accounts. We had a laptop that the social media hid from everybody three weeks before the election that showed that there's money laundering. Not that a joke. shows the Chinese and the Russians have bought and paid for the Bidens. But they cover that. But yet for four years, all we worried about is uh, the emoluments clause. That people worried that Donald Trump was going to make money off of being president. But Joe Biden's been in government office for 50 years. He's a multimillionaire like Nancy Pelosi is. And they went into government with no money. And now they're 300 millionaires. And yet no one seems to care. You know, And if you say anything, then you're, you're evil, you're bad, or you're a, you're a conservative, you're this or you're that. No, that's not all. At some point, we gotta start standing up for what's right. We're being lied to, we're being shut down, we're told to stick stuff in our arms that is not helping us, it's not healthy. I heard of a story, and I got it on Facebook, and I saw the interview where this woman was in a foreign country, London or something like that, and she had a fake vaccine proof. So she did not get a vaccine, but she had a document that said she had a vaccine. And they scanned this woman's arm with a machine, and they looked at her, and I said, I know you're lying. I know you didn't get a vaccine because if you did, we'd be able to scan the stunning, the luciferase in your arm." Ladies and gentlemen, I'm holding out for a hero. What we need is people who are willing to stand up and speak the truth, even when it's not popular. So, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about being a hero.
0: Commence firing. Fired well. Most of the actual fighting will be done by small
2: robots. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
4: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com.
1: Holiday guests can stress out your home. Get ready with help from Air Mechanical. Make sure the heat stays on with a furnace tune-up now. A new tankless water heater will ensure you don't give your relatives the cold shoulder. Have Air Mechanical's plumbers do a preventative drain cleaning. AMI's electrical pros can install outdoor lighting for safety in the dark, plus a garage heater just in case you need an in-law escape room. Air Mechanical, your holiday helper. For the life
6: of your home, visit thinkami.com iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com.
2: Cheats and liars. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. And today we're crying out, oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam. And buffalo is a powerful creature. Matter of fact, years ago when I went through some training, it was a very Native American uh, style type of training. Uh, we were all given animal uh, names, spirit animal names, and my name, as God is my witness, I'm not making this stuff up, was Passion Heart Buffalo, uh, and I've always considered myself a buffalo, sturdy, uh, immovable, uh, but I also do know this: that I run to conflict. I don't run from it; I run to it. It makes more sense now. I always say, if things are going to hell in a handbasket, if there's total chaos around, you would not—you, I would be the best leader for that. If everything's going well and we're holding hands and singing "Kumbaya," you're probably not going to want to have me as a leader. Not—not the, not the type of leadership I do. But give me chaos, give me uh, problems, and man, I can lead people to overcome and to create a team and to find out the best that they're made of. And that's really what a hero does. And, you know, I had uh, uh, read a book uh, a while back, and I actually shared it, I think a couple of months ago, uh, called The Hero Code, Lessons Learned from Life's Well-Lived by Admiral William H. McRaven. And he basically had 10 items. I'm going to go through those real quick because I think they're they're applicable. You know, I was uh, seeing poor Van Jones. I am not a Van Jones fan. Van Jones is a communist. Van Jones had said some mean, nasty things that were unfair about Donald Trump. Uh, but he also, he does speak the truth occasionally. And there was times that he said, hey, Donald Trump's did this well. Donald Trump's did this well. He's helped the black community. Uh, and, you know, people got mad when he said that. So he just came out and basically admitted that Joe Biden is falling all over himself, is stumbling around, is bumbling around and all this. And, oh, my gosh, the Twitter sphere uh, and the progressive, the liberal media is going crazy. They, they're calling him a Republican. Van Jones, a Republican. What? Oh, my gosh. You you couldn't find farther truth than those all those words in a sentence. They don't exist in the same sentence in the world of reality. But because Van Jones had enough courage To say what everybody else sees, that Joe Biden is an absolute failure, he's destroying this country, that the cult of anybody but Trump, say what you will about Donald Trump, but he he was a leader. He got things done. Yeah, he he ticked a few people off. He said some things I wish he didn't say. I don't like the name calling. There's a lot of things about Donald Trump I didn't like but his policies his love of country his sacrifice he lost billions of dollars in his company in his corporate name who uh, hundreds of millions at the least uh, he wasn't he didn't gain anything by being president he lost so much his name brand lost and then you look at Nancy Pelosi, you look at Joe Biden. These people have done nothing but gained money off their power. And yet those are the same ones that are constantly investigating. I mean, you imagine we'd have three already impeachment trials already if Donald Trump would got reelected like he, I think he did. But again, D- Joe Biden's in office. So it's just about being able to stand up. Today I'm talking about the hero, the person who's not going to be shouted down. You know, I heard about a professor, he was at a liberal university, uh, and uh, he was talking about the reality of what's going on in the cancel culture, and so they basically shut him down, and so now he went over, I think it's Princeton, he went over to Princeton, he's doing the same thing, and they've had to expand it like two or three times because all these people are now rushing, that people are starting to get tired of this, being told what to think, being told to shut up, that if you don't think what everybody else says, then you're an idiot, and it's going to take a hero. It's going to take a hero today uh, to speak out against the lies, to speak out against the groupthink. And so I want to give you 10 things that, Dr., uh, that Admiral William H. McRaven uh, calls the hero code. He says, number one, I will always strive to be courageous, to take one step forward as I confront my own fears. You know, to speak up today, it's, it's fearful. Uh, you get shouted down, you get told you're stupid, you called names, you get kicked off social Ooh. media. But you got to have courage. Remember, without the presence of fear, there is no courage. So that means getting out of your comfort zone uh, and doing the right thing, even when it's uncomfortable. says, number two, I will work to be humble. You know, that's one thing people didn't like about Donald Trump, and I didn't either. A little egotistical, but that's part of who he is. I get it. But I would like to see, if man, if he was a bit more humble, if he didn't use the silly name-calling and all that, Boy, I really think that um, the, uh, things would be a lot different as people looked at Donald Trump. But it's a whole package. There's a lot of things about me that people don't like, but it's a whole package. So part of the hero code is, is working to be humble, to recognize the limits of our intellect, our understanding, and our power. He says, number three, I will learn to sacrifice by giving little, uh, a little of my time, my talent, my treasure to those in need. Sacrifice means you let go of something of value for something else. Are you willing to sacrifice? And that means of great value. You know, I used to joke around Lent. You know, I was raised Catholic, but I was saved from that by the grace of God. Uh, but, you know, at Lent, at Lent, you had 40 days where you gave up something. And so every year I'd give up fish. And let me tell you why that meant I hate fish. I'm allergic to fish. I, fish makes me gag and get sick. That's my point. It's not really a sacrifice, is it? I hate fish, it's kind of like a giving up you know the Democratic Party. That's not a sacrifice. I think they're destroying this country. so uh, you got to learn to sacrifice. That means giving up something of value, your time, your talents, your treasure, to those in need, and for no gain. Number four, I'll be a person of integrity. You know integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's looking, and we seem to lack a lot of integrity and he goes on to say, every decision I make. And every action I take will be moral, legal, and ethical. And those are all three nominalizations because they mean totally different things to totally different people. Number five, I'll be kind and compassionate. That word compassion. You know, we have a lot of sympathy. But sympathy is condescending. Sympathy is lowering the bar. Sympathy is saying, oh, poor you, you can't handle it. Very condescending. I think sympathy is is a terrible leadership quality. But I believe empathy Empathy is the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. Empathy is the ability to understand someone's pain. Empathy is the equivalent of compassion. I will be kind and compassionate to at least one person every single day and expect nothing in return. Number six, I will never give up on matters that are important to me. People ask me all the time, why do you talk about politics and all that? You know, I was told a long time ago, I got podcast people who train me and all that, say, I never talk about religion, never talk about politics, and I tell people that. And so a lot of people will never have me on their show because I don't give up on matters that are important to me. I cannot be silent when we're being lied to, we're being abused, we're basically have state-run media, we're we're basically no different than China and Russia. We don't believe in God, Uh, we don't believe in free speech, we don't believe in fair and honest elections, we persecute our political opponents, we prosecute them. I mean, look at January 6th, you see January 6th, there are people in jail still for eight months with no felony charge against them because it was January 6th, and the Democrats want you to believe there was an insurrection. But yet, all these BLM people, all these murderers, all these killers are let out the same day, no cash bail, they're let out the same day and go out and rape and kill, all over. But these people, January 6th, grandma who showed up at the Capitol to contest a stolen election, she needs to stay in prison. I mean, you don't see the unfairness of this. Even a judge has now condemned the warden. A judge now is asking the Department of Justice to look into it that the civil rights violations of all these January 6th people. They're being abused. They're being mistreated all because they're white conservatives. Well, not all of them are white, but a lot of them are, and they're conservatives so you got to realize its perseverance i will never give up on matters that are important to me my family my country my faith i will persevere and whether that means i have the top rated podcast or not i don't care uh, i'm not interested in being the top rated podcast i'm interested in making a difference in people's lives number 7 whatever job i'm given whatever duty i'm bound by i will do it to the best of my ability We're called to give it heart, body, and soul. Whatever we do, do it heartily as unto God and not to man. Number eight, I will use my unique talents to inspire others and to give them hope. Hope is always a forward focus. But bitterness, resentment, helpless, and hopeless are all about the past. Helpless and hopeless says today sucks and tomorrow will be no better. But hope says no matter what's happening today, tomorrow can be better. We need some hope peddlers. That is the number one commodity of leaders, to be a hope peddler. Number nine, I will use humor to comfort others and never be afraid to laugh at myself. Boy, I'm a living epitome of that one. And number 10, no matter how great or small the offense against me, I will forgive. I will be the victor, not the victim. The spirit of offense uh, is running America today. And we're so wrapped up in the past we're so wrapped up in what happened in 1619, what happened in 1776, what happened in 1812, what happened in 1921, what happened in 1999, what happened in 2006. Ladies and gentlemen, the devil's the accuser of the brethren. And we live in a country being run by the spirit of the Antichrist because we're all wrapped up in our past. But hope says we've got to focus on tomorrow. So no matter what's going on today, tomorrow can be better. And that's what heroes do. Heroes bring hope. Heroes show up when things are bad. So we need some heroes. We need a place with a buffalo roam. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, I am Mr. Black, helping to remind you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
0: The crisis is only deepening.
4: I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully.
6: Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018 and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing. And, uh, There were a multitude of things, from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe... The difference.
4: Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Bringing Liberty and